This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Just Go Paint. So as you may or may not know from the videos you can watch on YouTube about this podcast, early late last year, early this year, myself and the guys in the company built a podcasting room. And we have this, you know, nice 2,500 square foot area or so that was just a blank canvas, literally concrete walls, concrete floors. None of it was finished. So over time, we've slowly finished it. We finished a, you know, a 16 by 16 podcast room that's fairly soundproof. We laminated the floors. We painted the walls. You know, we've made our own home. And it's not a, b- a big group of guys here. You know, any given time, we have three or four people plus myself running around the office. But that's all we really need for what we do. You know, the rest of the company's outsourced and is in different parts of the country, which is great. I mean, all, all full-time employees, all members of the team, but they're not here. So as we've become more accustomed to each other and we look at this space, it kind of resembled a little bit of a morgue. You know, my, my fashion sense is not the greatest. As again, you may see by the nature of me wearing black t-shirts or some sort of black shirt most days, it's because it's simple for me. I don't have to think about it. And that was the kind of the theme of the office. You know, blue walls on the outside because that's our colors, light gray walls around the outside of the building. And that was it. Well, as times progressed, one of my graphic designers, actually the lead graphic designer for the company, came and said, hey, I have this phenomenal guy that I've met that does graffiti work. And it would be super cool to have him come into the office and do some stuff on the walls, liven it up a little bit. So I thought about it, and I'm a pretty sporadic person, so it took me all of probably 30 seconds to say, okay, let's go. And, and it was just that simple, without knowing price or anything like that. So over the next, if it's two weeks, it's probably two months, my graphic designer did everything he could to get in touch with this graffiti artist. Now, what I found is the nature of a graffiti artist, or maybe most artists in general, they are very free-spirited. You know, they're creative. They're not necessarily an attention-to-detail type of individual. And I can't say that I'm always attention-to-detail either, but they are specifically not attention-to-detail. So it takes every bit of two months of Kurt, as my graphic designer's name, consistently reaching out to this local artist. And I had no idea the magnitude at which this artist was capable of designing and, and painting. You know, I'm not familiar with the space at all. Just knew we needed some sort of color other than light gray walls and two blue walls to spruce up the place. So at some point, gosh, I guess it would be last week, this individual, this guy comes in, young, you know, I'm a bad judge of age, but let's say 25, mid-20s, maybe late-20s, comes in and is just a phenomenal individual. Like, world-class, really positive, tons of energy, tons of vibrance, but you can tell his mind is just spinning because he's literally got four blank walls. When I say blank walls, I mean they're, they're big, they're massive concrete walls that are at least 12-foot ceilings that just cover the entire 2,500 square feet. And so he's got this canvas, and you can see his mind just racing, like, what do we want? He's asking us all these questions as it pertains to art. And for me, I'm not artistic at all. You know, I'm an analytical person by nature. Things are pretty black and white, yes or no. Not a lot of what would be left brain thinking. And so he's asking these questions. I keep telling him, like, I just don't care. Like, leave it to the creative guys. Leave it to the artistic director. Leave it to the graphic designer. Leave it to the, the media producer. Leave it to anybody else other than me. If it's art, I'm going to appreciate it as I appreciate art that's around the office I shoot this podcast in. I mean, there's all types of different art on the wall from from different people, and I find beauty in whatever the pieces are. I know I certainly couldn't have designed them, but I can find the beauty. And so we progress, and we go round and round about what this looks like and, and the different themes he would want. And I knew in the office I needed to have some sort of you know, mural or painting about Miles, you know, my, my deceased best friend that passed away March 3rd. That there was some, I needed that here because he he's with me all the time and he's impactful, and it matters. And I knew we needed you know our company logo and we needed some color and but I wanted it to be his palette, you know, come up with what he wanted, and make it his own. And he was able to do that, you know, mentally he's saying on this wall I'm going to do this and on that wall I'm going to do that, 
the shit didn't mean anything to me. I just didn't care. So I just kept saying like, okay, fine. You know, I trust you. What's it going to cost? Because at some point to me, everything becomes dollars and cents. It's just how it works in my mind. So he slows down for a second and says, look, I don't have any sort of website. I don't have a web presence in any capacity. And what I do have is pretty rough. So we look real quick at some, uh, you know, digital assets he has. And admittedly, without beating his head against the wall, I agree with him. Like, it's not good. He doesn't have any logical sales funnel, which is a, a whole nother conversation. But you think about it real quick. If you remove yourself from this conversation and think of all the things you look at online that don't take you through a logical progression that a six or seven year old could follow. You know, that's how a website needs to be created today. Our attention span is six, seven, eight seconds at best. So if you're not always changing imagery or colors or shadows in a logical funnel to get people to go where you want them to go, your, your page isn't going to convert the same way. Whether that's a website, a sales funnel, an email, it's all the same. But as I recalibrate, I'm, I'm looking at his website through this lens. I'm like, man, you just don't have any calls to action. You're, you're missing these things. He says, well, look, maybe we could work out some sort of trade. And admittedly, before he came in, Kurt told me that he might be interested in working a trade deal. Trade deals are always unique to me. I don't inherently like trade deals because then you have to put a value that's intrinsic upon the work that you do. Where I'd like there to be a concrete value and we then compare. We look, my service cost X, your service costs X times two. So I still owe you half of what you normally would charge me. We didn't really get to that because he just was interested in what it would be to trade. So I said, look, I can definitely build you a website, but a website's only one part of this. Like a website's great, but it, it's, it's like having a house without a driveway. Like you still need someone to get into your house. You still need somebody to be able to drive up the driveway and it doesn't work without somebody guiding that direction. They can't get into your house. So you need sales funnels for your website. You need some way to take somebody from a looker and turn them into a shopper. And he didn't have that. I'm like, look, we're going to have to create some marketing material for you as well. We're going to have to get people on social media to know you exist and want them to interact with your brand. In addition to that, we also need some way to follow up with these people. You're going to need some automated email service, or you're going to be bogged down by the monotony of the day-to-day operations, and it's going to take you out of your creative mindset. And I can tell he's starting to swim at this point. Like, he has no idea what I'm really talking about. So try to slow down and reiterate it. Go through it again. Because this is this is my life. This is what I do every day. So for those of those you who don't know, this, isn't, this podcast has been a, a labor of love for me. This is something I really enjoy doing. But my full-time job, our company as a whole, we handle marketing for either companies that I own or other companies that contract marketing from us. So that's sales funnels, digital automation, digital distribution, name something that's what we do. And so I'm forgetting that I'm my speech patterns and what I'm used to speaking about is many levels above where his mind is capable of receiving information at. So I slow it down again and show him a website. Then say, okay, if someone goes to your website and submits an email inquiry, you're going to have to right now find the time in your day to respond. It'd be much easier and more scalable if you could automate that. Of course, he says, yeah, you know, think these things make sense. And so we go back and forth. I say, look, you know, on a, on a, what do you want to do for a, an agreement between us? And he looks around and he's a little shy, a little, little timid. And again, I realize, you know, my, my presence is powerful. I'm a 6'2 guy, 265, 270 pounds, command a lot of presence in a room. And I know that can make people uncomfortable. So I'm trying to lean back in the chair and give all the negative body language that I can. So he feels comfortable just to open up to me. And he's stumbling. He, he, he's lacking here. So I, I throw out an idea. I say, look, how about I pay for all your material? I have no idea how much spray paint costs. I have no idea how much the paint costs you want to put on the walls. But I want to pay for all your material. So let's get that off the table. He says, all right, I think it'll be 500 bucks." And then he can see that, man, that might be too light. So then he bumps to 800 bucks. So I can see he's still a little nervous. I say, look, let's just call it 1000 bucks. I'll pay you 1000 bucks to graffiti the walls, have it look cool and unique, 
And then for that, in addition, we're going to build you a website, build you some automated sales funnels, build you some automated email follow-ups. We're going to do all this stuff for you. He's cool. He's excited. The answer is yes. And so I, we stop for just a second and we reiterate the deal points one more time. We say, you know, look, this is what I'm going to do and this is what you're going to do in return. And I said, for that, I'm going to pay you a thousand bucks so that you can go buy the material so you're not floating the material because I don't think you should have to. Although we're trading goods for services, I'll still handle it. Dundee ex- extends his hand, shakes my hand, and I'm excited. And so this is last Wednesday or so. Well, time progresses and he hasn't reached back out and eventually comes in the office yesterday. So today is Wednesday. He was here on, on Tuesday mid-morning. And Kurt calls me on the way as I'm driving into work and says, hey, just so you know, this world-class painter is looking for some more money now. He wants to maybe renegotiate the deal. And I'm laughing at myself in the car. I'm like, this is, I just don't retread deals. Once we have a conversation, I just don't go back. He's coming to the office, and by the time I get to the office, I've had meetings all day and, you know, I actually had lunch with Miles' mother and had a great time and just feel this abundance, feel this, you know, peace. And I'm super busy, but things are great in my life. So I come in and, and some of the walls are painted and they're great. I mean, there's vibrant colors now and it doesn't feel like a morgue. It feels like somewhere where you actually might want to come and work versus this awkward mishmash of people and desks and a squared off part of the office. And he's painting. We're talking about his ideas and his strategies. Then he's, hey man, can I talk to you for a second? Sure, of course. So sit down and I know what's coming. So he doesn't know that I know what's coming, but I know what's coming. So he sits me down and we starts going into, you know, man, I could really use an extra 500 bucks for this job because of X. I don't even remember what X is at this point. And I stay quiet and I'm making eye contact with him and he starts backpedaling. Well, instead of building the email automation and the marketing, why don't you just build a website and give me 1500 bucks and we can call it a day. And admittedly, at this point in life, knock on wood, I'm, I'm blessed to not have it be that that extra $500 is going to make it so I can't feed my family. But it's the principle behind it. So him and I have an additional four or five minutes of conversation wrapped around what did we agree to versus what you're trying to do now. Because I'm definitely a, an eye contact and handshake guy. And he said he was as well. But I get the unique predicament he's in where he also has to feed his family. He's got a life to live. And so we come to an agreement where I say, look, I'll build just the website for you. I'll give you the 500 bucks. Don't worry about it. But as I stand up from that conversation, I, I almost spin around and I say, look, this is a great learning lesson for life. And he looks and he started to ask me questions about this podcast. Like, what's the premise of the podcast? What are you trying to do? And I, I literally spin 180 and look at him and say, like, this is the perfect example of what this podcast is about. He goes, I don't get it. I said, look, I'm not going to put you on blast. This is not your fault, Mr. Graphic Designer, Graffiti Artist guy. It's my fault. Because when we came to an agreement last week, what I should have done is, the minute we came up with an agreement and we shook hands, I said, stop for a second. Let me go type this up real quick and have you sign it and me sign it so we have a contractual agreement so we at least understand and it's in writing. Or I should have offered you the opportunity to stop, go home, think about it, and submit a formal quote to me. But in my haste of being excited about your energy and my energy and the walls getting painted and the guys being excited, I created a bunch of shortcuts. I just shortcutted the process. The process wasn't what it was supposed to be. Normal processes would be you agree to something, you have some sort of contractual paperwork that backs up your agreement, and then you execute on the agreement. Well, this thing, all I did was look at the guy, shake his hand, and say, let's go. So it left me open for this uncomfortable conversation. Now, it wasn't uncomfortable for me because I've been through this like 100 times before in my life. And probably 50 of those times, I tried to retread the deal at different points in life. So I'm not even mad at the guy. It's just this massive learning lesson for, I have to stop for a second and say, where else in my life am I not paying attention to the details on the front side, which then create an uncomfortable situation later. Like, how many times is that happening? I'm thinking like, boy, 
you know, at least for me, in Lindsay and I's wedding. You know, we get married next weekend. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, we've had so many conversations about so many details with so many different people and so many vendors. I think a third of the people I probably don't have a contract on. So I start getting a little nervous. I have to, you know, go back and look at, do we have contracts? And fortunately, Lindsay's much more, maybe much less trusting than I am. So she has contracts. She's, she's done all these things. Or if I'm really looking at it myself, my lack of getting contracts and my lack of follow-through has nothing to do with just trusting people. It has to do with previously, I didn't like uncomfortable conversations. Like I didn't like looking people in the eye and having that that friction, that you know, bumping knuckles, bumping heads with each other. It just made me almost sick to my stomach. But in this situation, there was no negative that could come out of it. There was nothing bad that could have happened. Worst case is, in the moment that we agreed to the $1,000 deal, he would have said, no, nah, I need more money. And I would have been fine then, just like I'm okay now. But instead, I took the coward's way out and just shook his hand and said, let's go. So if you think about your life right now, and we look at your, your business, where in your business, whether you're an employee or you own your own company, where are you not itemizing the details and getting everybody's buy-in to sign off on it before taking action? You know, maybe you have a new project coming up and you're, you're the project manager and everybody below you thinks they know pieces and parts of the project, but it's not itemized all the way through. And if it's itemized, it's certainly not signed off on. They know the rules and regulations, the expectations associated with that. Or maybe it's in your relationship with your, with your wife or husband. That for me, you know, I'm getting married. Maybe you're about to get married and you look at it like, man, I, when we get married, I expect the house to always be clean. Well, that's a, a little unique way to say it. But if that's what you expect, you have to have that conversation with your significant other and itemize it and both agree to it and what that really means. Like, who's cleaning the house? Or maybe it's your, your body. You know, you think about your body and man, you know, I, I just, I, I have to have a, a trainer. I got, I got to get in shape. But what is it, what, what's the itemization that goes into making sure that you get in shape? You can't just magically through osmosis lose body fat and gain muscle. You're going to need somebody to coach you and teach you. So there's all these different ways in life that this, this very arbitrary meeting with this $500 decision has massive impact on the rest of my life. It literally makes me stop now. It's like all you have to do on the front side, you come up with an agreement, you come up with an idea, write down the idea, get buy-in from everybody, and then execute on the fucking idea. Life is literally just that simple. We overcomplicate it daily. At least I do. I overcomplicate it consistently. Well, I thought we said X. Well, we shook hands on Y. Fuck X and Y. They don't matter. What matters is what's in writing that you both agree to. At the end of the day, if you put all the stuff in writing and you know where you're heading, it's much easier to put one foot in front of the other every day. Which if you do that long enough, it's going to eventually lead you to getting shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.